This is the cautionary tale of cautionary tales. Don't get me wrong, I love a big business blunder. For this episode, I invited one of my colleagues, a sparkly woman named Manessa Konecki, to tell any of her business mistakes so that I could feature her on the air and we could help other entrepreneurs skip that step. What she sent in, though? Nine out of ten doctors agree that you should buckle up for this one. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, you're going to be privy to one of the bigger blunders that we've had on this podcast. If you're busy working towards more money and more time off in your future, you're going to hear this story and wonder, well, should you rethink how you're proceeding? I want you to meet Manessa. Hi, I'm Manessa Konecki. She's the bee's knees. Forget the blue hair she sports or the ridiculously positive energy she emits over a Zoom call. She's a business coach and social strategist who runs Direct to Success. She spent the last several years helping female entrepreneurs successfully integrate business into their lives without letting it take over. Her mission is to empower businesswomen to design and live the life they want to right now by using an effective blend of mindfulness, neuropsychology, social media know-how, and a poop ton of 80s and 90s pop culture analogies. A New Englander who prefers to drink iced tea from fancy glasses. She lives next to a cemetery with her family, where she enjoys morning walks, meditating, and binge-watching post-apocalyptic sci-fi and fantasy TV shows. Don't we all? Sounds peachy, right? Except that she didn't get that bio from working successfully since day one. As we all know, that's not a thing. The big mistake that she made in her business? It's big. It's huge. And, well, I'll let her tell you for herself. I am a uh, business strategist. I started my business many, many years ago. And um, I've actually had a number of businesses in my life. And one of them was a boutique business. Now, over the years, I've evolved from my boutique business, and now I am a business strategist that helps women uh, take joy in their business again by not creating a business that makes them work 24-7. And where that came from was this mistake that I made several years ago. So years ago, I had just left corporate with a lot of structure, and I started my own business with my sister. And we were running a boutique. That initially, uh, we were doing very, very well. Uh, we continue to do well. But initially, when you first start, there's a lot of chaos because you don't really know what you're doing. You, st- you haven't figured out yet that you need to become a social media expert and a marketing expert and a business expert and a finance expert and a sourcing expert. You end up having to become an expert in a lot of things, right? So we were still trying to figure that out. And it was the two of us. And we were splitting the, the work that we needed to do. And as more work started to come, we just kept splitting it, kept splitting it, kept splitting it. And then the work just started to become a lot. So we started getting up earlier and going to bed later. And then we started to sacrifice sleep and, you know, forgetting to eat and forgetting to pee and forgetting to do all the things that, you know, we need to do to take care of ourselves and live as healthy, happy human beings. All our life, our entire life became all about work nonstop. It was uh, customers, it was purchasing, it was receiving, it was shipping, it was any number of things, you name it. You have that list right now that you're going through. 
And um, as a result, certain things kept getting put on the back burner, right? Just because there wasn't enough time. I kept saying I would get to it, but like the evening would roll around, it would be 9 p.m. and I still am not done with my work. And so I just keep working, keep working, keep working. And then bedtime comes, I'm just too tired to do any more. And so I was like, I'll do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. And one of those things was my financial management, right? So now here I am not managing my books properly. So my bookkeeping was something that I wasn't doing. So we were making money and spending money, making money and spending money. We were paying our bills, but uh, we were still feeling constantly like we were digging ourselves out of something. And as our business started to do better and better over the course of a couple of years, we found that I, I kept thinking that I would have more time, right? Like when I finally, when we finally were making enough money, I'd be able to take a break, take a vacation, take care of myself and look at the finances and make sure everything was in order. But that day didn't come. I just, always, there was always more work to do. There was never time for a vacation. It was never a good time to take time off. And so I found myself working incessantly and eventually, you know, my body started to give out on me. So here I am a couple of years into a business and I'm exhausted. I'm feeling sick all the time. I'm cranky. I'm irritable. I, I just, I'm not enjoying my life and I'm not enjoying my business. Even worse than that, the thing that I had been putting off, right? Every day, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, now suddenly we're at the end of the year and I'm still saying I'll do it tomorrow. Well, I haven't done it yet. And because I haven't done it, all of like, I haven't put money away for taxes. And so the end of the year comes, my accountant's like, okay, we got to pay taxes. This is, you know, all right, tell us, tell me what you got. And I'm like, I have nothing. I don't know what we spent. I don't know what we earned. I don't know anything. And, um, and, you know, I was upset about it, but I was like, oh, no, you know, no worries. We'll deal with it next year. So my accountant's like, listen, this is a problem. But he took care of everything with the IRS. He put, you know, filed all the papers he needed to file, did whatever he needed to do. And here we are now in the next year. And I'm like, this year is going to be different. This year, I am going to stay on top of the finances. We're going to make sure that we pay our taxes from last year, pay our taxes from this year and get current. Well, that didn't happen. The year goes along, same thing happens. And now I find myself at the end of the second year still owing money. Does this sound familiar to you? Like maybe you've been down the same road? I can't tell you how many times I've said to myself exactly what Manessa said, that eventually everything would work itself out and I'd have time to look at the overlooked tasks, like taxes, time to take a vacation. Time would magically just show up at some point so I'd be able to do all the things that I've been dreaming of doing and have been working towards. See. That's the rub. Somewhere back in the day, we were all told that if we worked long and hard enough, the rewards would come. And that may be true for certain corporate employees who lived in the 1950s, but that's not the entrepreneurial way. It's not a linear job. The more you work, the more you work, and the less opportunity you have for all the things you dream of doing unless you make it so. It's one of the greater lessons of entrepreneurship that we all go through at one point or another. And I think we can all agree it never shows up early enough in our careers. Now, at this point, my sister and I had sort of been talking and I really was starting to recognize a lot about business from a strategic standpoint, not as a business owner, as a boutique business owner, but just generally speaking, I was starting to learn about a lot about business infrastructure and like what we were doing wrong. So I wanted to actually leave and start my own social media business and Sire wanted to stay in the boutique. So we kind of split up, right? So now here I am owing 70 plus thousand dollars to the IRS, me personally, as my partnership in the business. Um, 
Did she just say $70,000? I'm responsible for it. And I don't know what the heck I'm going to do because I'm starting a new business right now, right? So I'm starting a new business with all of this debt, right? So I finally, now my husband didn't know any of this and it wasn't that I was keeping it from him as much as it was, it was my business. I was dealing with it and I kept saying I would deal with it next month, next month, next month. There was nothing to tell, but now I had something to tell, right? So now I have to have this conversation with, with Alex. So uh, I was like, I, have, I, I told him I had to tell him something. Um, we started our conversation. It ended up being a number of very small conversations over the course of several months. It was very upsetting for us both. Very, I, I was, you know, because I felt like such a failure. I did not understand how I had gotten to a place where I was not paying taxes, that I had no idea what was going on with my money. You know, if you looked at me 10 years ago, I was one of the best financial managers in the company that I worked in. I used to work in the Harvard hospitals in the Longwood medical area. I managed grants, millions of dollars worth of grants, and I was known for being very, very good at it. I am a, I'm very good at handling finances. But despite the fact that I had that skill, I had that knowledge, I'd been recognized for being good at it in my past, when I was faced with it in my own business, I was just so busy and so overworked and overwhelmed, I didn't have the time. I want to take a moment to recognize Manessa's bravery here. This woman has a track record for taking care of her finances in the best way. She's been recognized for her financial accomplishments. And yet, here she is admitting one of the more expensive failures you've probably heard about in recent weeks. It's a sort of trauma that entrepreneurs go through, and one full of so much shame that it's normally very hard to talk about. These are the stories that are told by women who experience this kind of blunder and live on to talk about it on the air. So you know they're going a long way in building their businesses. But I digress. What, you were wondering, did she think her number one problem was? My problem was is that when I first realized all this, I was in a mentally unhealthy space, a physically unhealthy space caused by overwork. And... I wasn't able to see clearly how this had unfolded and recognize that it was not that I was a failure. It was not that I was stupid or dumb or God, you know, you're, I, I'm not cut out to run a business because I'm not responsible enough. It actually was none, it was none of those things. What it really was, was a fundamental misunderstanding about the capacity that a human being has in any given day to run a business. There's only so many hours in the day and I was expecting myself to do four people's jobs in one day, and then make myself feel bad for the things that I wasn't doing. And through these conversations that I had with my husband, what's fascinating is that he took over the finances for the business. So now he's been managing the finances since then. We put together a schedule. Um, every, you know, every 15 days we meet, I do the books, I give him the, 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 the numbers. And it's, it's very hard for me. I, I find a lot of anxiety in, in dealing with money. But I do it anyway because it's something that I need to do uh, in my business, but also that I now have time to do it. And the reason why I have time to do it is because I learned from that experience that simply doing things in my business, just doing activities is not what causes a business to grow. It's about the types of things that you do in your business. And so I started to really pay more attention to not the amount of hours that I was working, but the the, the, the content of the things that I was working on, making sure that the things that I was working on are things that I really needed to be working on and delegating or outsourcing anything that I wasn't going to work on instead of creating a story in my head that said, I will get to it later, 
knowing subconsciously that I wouldn't. And that's something that I think I struggled with for many years of my life. And I think a lot of us struggle with is that we think that we can do so much more than we can simply because we don't have a realistic understanding of what a, a capacity actually is. So um, that was that was a really big mistake for me. It was very, very hard, but ultimately it ended up turning into a really, really great experience in that I learned how to run a successful business. So now, several years later, I don't have any IRS debt. Yay, we paid off the IRS in November of 2020. My husband and I we sent our last payment into the IRS, and so now I owe the IRS absolutely nothing other than you know what we pay month, uh, quarterly, which is awesome. Um, and now I'm running a successful and thriving business with income that taxes are paid and I feel good about it and I get to clock out and go to bed at night. So weirdly enough, by letting go of the idea that I had to do everything, my business has been doing better and I have the income to be able to outsource and delegate. So I think that my learning lesson from this was really uh, business, it does not run on what you think it runs on. And that it's very important, I think, that mindfulness is one of the most important skills that you can develop as a business owner because that's what's actually going to make you successful. All the other stuff is just what you do after you've figured out what, uh, how you want to run your business uh, from a mindfulness perspective. I hope you go back and play that again to yourself once a week. What Manessa shares is crucial for every entrepreneur to hear. Seasoned folks who've been at it a long time still make this mistake. Newbies fresh on the scene don't even know that it's coming yet. And that's because it's so hard to talk about. I couldn't be more grateful to Manessa for sharing such a tough story. And she wants to leave us with a few kind words of her own. I want to thank Jill so much for inviting me to share this story because the truth of the matter is the story used to be incredibly embarrassing for me and I, wouldn't, I didn't want to tell it. I didn't want to tell anyone. I was so ashamed. But now that I understand exactly how it happened and I recognize how many people it's happening to, I feel like I have to share this story because when a lot of people see me, they see a successful business owner who's doing really, really well and it looks like that's how it's always been. But that is not what happens behind the scenes and I think it's so important for people who appear successful on the outside to be able to share, look, these are my successes and these are my failures because otherwise people who are just starting out have a really weird idea of what the road to success looks like. And then they end up putting themselves in the same position that I was in several years ago, which is berating themselves for not being able to do things that no human being would ever be able to do anyway. So Jill, thank you so much for inviting me to share my story. You don't call, you don't write, do both. Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thank you to Manessa for telling her very big blunder to the world on this here podcast. We appreciate you so hard, Manessa. You can go find her and see her blue hair at directtosuccess.net. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.